does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk coming up. One more hour of solid basketball here on a very busy Friday night. Right now, though, the star of the show is back. He has scores and scores and more scores. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you're the best. Let's get right to all the holiday and county tournaments, beginning with the Trine University Classic up in the northern part of the state. It was Fairfield over Fort Wayne Northrop 66-38, and Fort Wayne North took care of Michigan City 69-54. That one just wrapped up a little bit ago. To the Shenandoah Classic, Evansville Day defeats Rushville 44-35, and Indianapolis Lutheran tops Blackford 66-62. The final game had Shenandoah beating North Knox at their own place 51-44. North Davies Tournament, Paoli by a penny over Lagodi 43 342. Then Forest Park by only a pair against South Knox, 46-44. Another close one between Evansville Christian and Scottsburg. Evansville Christian pulls out the 56-49 W. And Brownstown Central, they blow out North Davies, 45-20. Kokomo Tournament. This one had some big names in it. Beginning with Kokomo blasting New Haven 81-49. South Bend Riley then beat Mishawaka 62-49, but Mishawaka rebounded well. Consolation game. Cavemen win over New Haven 55-39. The other consolation game was Warren Central over Plainfield 74-67, which is big because Warren Central responded from their loss to Jeffersonville 64-59. Let's move to the Gibson County Classic. Gibson Southern beating North Harrison 51-38. Danville over Ohio County. They're out of Kentucky, 61-58. It was Princeton narrowly beating Evansville Modern Day, 42-39. North Posey, a 20-piece on Wood Memorial, 60-40. Ohio County responded by getting a win over North Harrison, 64-47. Again, they're the only team from Kentucky. Danville, two wins in one day, getting by Gibson Southern by a triple, 44-41. And then Modern Day also squeaks out a W over Wood Memorial, 66-53. Delphi Classic, Winnemac 55, Rossville 43. Let's move to the Bar Reeve Classic. Bar Reeve, two wins in one day, beating Vincennes Lincoln first, 49-38. Then Henryville, 66-38. Vincennes Lincoln did get a W over Henryville, 76-44, later in the day. College basketball, Notre Dame narrowly beats Maris, 60-56. Of course, the Irish are are rebuilding. They're only 5-7. and seven. Micah Shrewsbury, his first year, but they get an important win at Purcell Pavilion. Notre Dame, a W on the evening. How about for the Indiana Pacers? They lost last night to the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant's return, he's dropped 54 points in two games since coming back from suspension, so Indiana has lost four of their last five. Important game tomorrow night against Orlando. Here's Rick Carlisle. Orlando's a very physical team. Uh, they scored a lot of points on 
last game, and and we're going to have to be ready. Pacers lost to the Magic 128-116 back on November 19th. That game tomorrow at 7 o'clock over at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Big one on Christmas Eve for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor expected back at running back. He has not played since November the 26th against Tampa due to thumb surgery. Alec Pierce on what getting Taylor back will mean. And adds a super explosive player that we got, another guy who can get us explosive plays. Um, you know, a really good leader for us too. So it's, it's a guy that we definitely kind of rally behind on the team. Also a highlighted return because Zach Moss, his running mate, is questionable with a forearm problem. Michael Pittman Jr. questionable. But all signs to all signs point to him playing. He cleared concussion protocol. Remember, he got knocked out of the game last week against Pittsburgh. Right tackle Braden Smith will not play for a seventh time in ten games. He remains out. Colts and the Falcons, one o'clock Christmas Eve. Huge game for the Colts at eight and six. And keep in mind the NFL slate tomorrow: Bengals, Steelers, four thirty; Bills, Chargers, eight. All four of those teams in the AFC wild card picture. Three of them the Colts are ahead of. I'm Brendan King. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. David Deaton from WKLO joins me. David... You did uh, some serious tournament work today. Tell everybody the tournament. Give me the action. It's your show. Just you know, I'm just here to get to the break. So it's your <laughs> show right now, David. <laughs> well, uh, it was the Gibson County Teamwork Classic. It was day one over at Gibson Southern. Of course, mm-hmm. the other half of the bracket being played at Wood Memorial. So North Harrison making their first ever appearance in this tournament, and the Cougars coming in having gone to the woodshed at the hands of Silver Creek and Brownstown Central the last two weeks. So they're taking on some teams they normally wouldn't play in regular season, and they started with the host Gibson Southern earlier this afternoon and got off to a pretty decent start. They hung around there in the first half, only down seven at halftime, but the third quarter just was a rough one for the Cougars. They struggled to knock down shots. They also struggled to defend Gibson Southern, and Gibson Southern's leading scorer, Brody Lamb, came in averaging 20 points a game. He's a 6'3 junior guard. He had 15 in the first half. He kind of got banged up in the second half. Not sure exactly what happened, but he didn't play a whole lot in the second half. So Gibson Southern's team around Lamb really picked him up and actually extended their lead to 15 going into the last quarter. So Gibson Southern goes on and wins 51-38. to North Harrison competed really well, and that's something that their head coach, first-year head coach, Ross Schultz, talked about was competing, especially after the last two results. And the Cougars did that very well this afternoon, had to turn around, play a team from across the river from Hartford, Kentucky, the Ohio County Eagles. Mm -hmm. And that was a much tougher matchup. North Harrison got off to a pretty decent start, and then about midway through the first quarter, things began to unravel. Ohio County went on a 14-0 run took a 16-4 lead, and they just kind of built on it from there. They got it all the way up to 31 points in the second half. And so North Harrison just kind of fought back there in the fourth quarter, actually outscored the Eagles 14-3 to in the fourth quarter to make it a more respectable margin at 64-47. to But, Coach, the Cougars, they're struggling. They're a young team. They're still trying to find their way. Got to build some chemistry. Got to work on 
getting better on the defensive end, shot selection. But this is a team that has talent. They're trying to remain positive within the team structure. And Coach Schultz and the staff doing what they can to get these guys going in the right direction. And playing in this tournament, this is a good barometer to see where they are. And really, they did a pretty good job overall today compared to where they had been overall through the first five games. So good tournament, good competition. And a very busy day at Gibson Southern because the girls' tournament was going on at the same time. So they started games mm-hmm, at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern time this morning and I guess just finished up a little bit ago with Danville beating Gibson Southern in the semifinal round. And so a, a busy day of basketball in Gibson County and a very good facility at Titan Fieldhouse and a good day for basketball over there in the first round of this and the second round of this tournament. All right. What are the matchups uh, left in this tournament? Well, tomorrow everything shifts over to Princeton, so there will be eight games tomorrow, the four girls' games and then the four boys' games. Wow. So it'll be be exciting to go over there and see what happens there. And, of course, the Princeton boys and girls both did very well today, so I think they're – might be both hosting championship games tomorrow night over there. But <laughs> North Harrison will play in the uh, seventh place game tomorrow morning. They'll play at 11.30 a.m. against the Wood Memorial Trojans. So North Harrison will meet up with Wood Memorial for seventh place, and that'll follow the seventh place game for the girls. And so the Cougars will have an early morning. They'll have to get back on the bus and make mm-hmm. the drive back over to Gibson County. But uh, a chance for a win for North Harrison. They're 0-7 and talking to Coach Schultz in game. They're hungry for right. a win. They really saw a lot of things they did well today and hoping to build on those things and try to put it all together tomorrow to get their first win, to the, first win of the season and to get out of this tournament with the win and against a very competitive field over there in Gibson County. They do a very good job running this tournament. They put together right. a good right. field. And I think a lot of these teams are going to come out of this a lot better at the end of the day. I visualize you in the uh, WKLO luxury bus driving from spot to spot. Guy like you need, you know, you, you need to stretch out and relax as much time as you're putting on the highways. I, I tell you, it's a lot of highway miles when you're going all the way over to Gibson County. No, no question right. about that. And then right. you know, next week, thankfully, we get some time off for Christmas, so it'll be good to sit back, relax, spend some time with family, and then. Next weekend, we head down to Tell City for the first two games of the Perry Spencer Classic with Corridon Central and make our way to South Spencer next Saturday. So it's a busy time of the year, but you know, it's yeah. all good with the holiday tournaments and with Christmas sandwiched in between. So can't complain about it and get to see some good basketball, some good players, and get to meet some good people along the way to go with it. It's a great gig because, you know, what I tell people, I get paid to talk about sports. <laughs> Come on. It's great. David Deaton, we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks so much for the call. All right. Thank you, Coach. We'll talk to you then. Coming up, scoreboard update, and then we'll talk with Steve Cole from WAXL talking about Heritage Hills in Charlestown on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. More high school basketball scores on the way. We'll begin with North Decatur hammering Switzerland County 81-58. It was North Judson squeaking past Knox 39-33. Cathedral by plenty over Carmel 73-50. It was Homestead 41 to Calb 38. Frankton picks up the 10-point win over Monroe Central 64-54. Frank Lynn 
defeats Decatur Central 64-49. It was Fisher 66, Center Grove 65. That was in extra time. We'll go over all of your overtime scores coming up at 11.30. Belmont 66, Adam Central 62. LaPel picks up the win over Muncie Central 58-52. Garen Catholic beats Ron Colley tonight 55-48. It was Fort Recovery, they're out of Ohio, getting past South Adams 39-37. Norwell 38, Bluffton 31 tonight. Manchester they defeat Lewis Cass 66-37, Lytton Stockton 59, Shackamack 46. It was Lebanon 58, Hamilton Heights 48. Seymour defeats Lawrenceburg, excuse me, 55-42. Southmont over South Vermilion 57-52. Washington Township picks up the win over Culver 66-62. Triton over South Central Union Mills 64-36. Uh, let's see, Timothy Christian out of Illinois. They beat Ileana Christian 43-39. Westfield 63, Huntington North 44. And West Noble defeats Prairie Heights 46-38. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Let's talk some high school basketball. Heritage Hills beats Seeger tonight 47-41. Uh, excuse me, Heritage. Hang on a second. Heritage Hills beats Charlestown 65-52 from WAXL Steve Culp. Steve, at my advanced age, it's hard for me to read my own writing, it appears. But at least I got the right game finally. Thanks so much for the call. It's an impressive win for Heritage Hills tonight. Really was, and, and glad I didn't just have a seizure there and imagine myself at the wrong game tonight. But. No, it's, it's all right. <laughs> no, it really was a really good win for Heritage Hills uh, tonight. First time that uh, the Patriots and the Pirates of Charlestown have ever met in basketball, and uh, I think this might be a good series starting up. It was a very spirited contest and almost a little chippy at times. Uh, Charlestown's got some real good guards, uh, very good quickness, and um, talked with Patriot head coach Nate Hawkins after the game, and and he agreed. This was the type of opponent that would have just given Heritage Hills fits a year ago, but Mm -hmm. their guards and everybody on that team, obviously another year older, and they're much more mature physically and mentally, and they handle that. So much better. In fact, it, they they kind of took it to Charlestown at times in that in that respect, and uh, had themselves a great finish to the first half. Uh, Coach Hawkins said he thought the last all oh, three or four minutes of the second quarter were among the best minutes they played all year. They ended up outscoring Charlestown twenty-two to eleven in that second quarter, and and finished the half with a double-digit lead, and um, added to that in the third quarter. Uh, winning that quarter by eight and uh, another very nice home win and uh, um, really good balance. Trent Sisley was, uh, he was Trent Sisley right on his average at 24 (laughs) points and Mm -hmm. we think right around 12 rebounds. He is averaging a double-double at 24 and 12. And uh, Colton Hope, his junior teammate, um, the other forward on the team, he had 19, including three threes in the first half. So he had a very nice season high tonight and Peyton Gray the third Patriot in double figures the point guard finished with 13 so Patriots have been getting very good balance scoring and it's been different guys joining Sicily in that because Hunter Meredith has had his night uh, at nights and Jake Pryor has had his and and other guys and so 
this this offense is getting a little deeper as they move along and you know they they had a big milestone Tuesday is playing Mount Vernon at home and mm-hmm. Mount Vernon was going to do everything in their power to deny Trent Sisley the basketball and not allow him to to do much and I believe he had 3 points at halftime but Heritage Hills was still out in front by a decent margin because the rest of the guys it didn't phase them that their their superstar wasn't right. uh, as involved in the offense. They just went, ran the offense, and, and scored the buckets. And the other nice thing is, Sisley is as good a passer as he is a scorer. And when when the other guys will move and get open, he finds them. Whether he's right. out on the perimeter, whether he's driving, whether he's in the post, if guys are open, he will dish it and he will find them. He's, he's just that much of an all-around player um, and uh, – um, it was just a really nice win. They they take a week off and head into the the PSC Holiday Classic um, that uh, they're one of the the tri hosts of this year, being played down at South Spencer, and always a, a fun tournament. Eighteen tournament played on uh, two different sites, and uh, um, and one of the neat things about this year's event that normally it's a lot of local schools playing in it. This year, they they welcome in Benton Central coming down from Northwest Indiana mm-hmm. to play in this, because Ben Cent, uh, Benton Central's head coach is a a former Heritage Hill standout, Ben Lambeck. May have at one time been the the program's leading scorer. I'm not sure, but he was he was an outstanding Heritage Hills Patriot back in the day, and he's going to bring his ball club down for this tournament this year. And I think a lot of people excited to, to have Coach Lambeck and his team down. For what's always a, a great tournament over two days here in in Spencer County. Steve Cole from WAXL on the call of three A number five Heritage Hills the sixty five fifty two one over Charlestown. Steve, Merry Christmas! Thanks so much for the call. Have a great uh, holiday. You too, Bob. We'll talk to you next weekend. I'll look forward to it. Fountain Central tonight beats Seeger 47-41. Greg Dean joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations on a hard-fought win tonight. Thanks a lot, Coach. It was uh, it was a battle, especially down the stretch, and uh, we expected nothing less. Uh, it's always a good game when you go up against uh, the Seeger Patriots, and Coach Collins yeah. does a great job, and his kids are really tough, and they're playing well. I think they were 6-1 and one going into the night. So um, our kids had to battle. We got out to a pretty good lead at one point, um, and we, we started turning the ball over a little bit in the second half, but we were able to hold on and, and take a little bit of hardware home. So it was a good night. The cool thing is, though, I mean, listen, you grind one out uh, against a good team, and you go in now to Christmas, everybody's happy, everybody's on a high, uh, a little yeah. bit of momentum, and it makes the holiday much more, uh, much more enjoyable for everyone involved. Oh, absolutely. The next few days are going to be a lot lot better than they would have been had we lost. Uh, you know, it's kind of like that turkey tastes a lot better on Thanksgiving after a Wednesday night win. So, sure. Um, you know, we're, we're excited to, to be the Bi-County champions again. We repeated it. It was the first time we had done so, I think, since uh, the mid-'90s. Uh, our girls also won the championship tonight. So it was a good night uh, to be a Fountain Central Mustang. Um, Will Harmon, our, our All-State point guard, uh, had a great game. He put us on his back at times. He had 28 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, I don't know the assist count, but you know most of the other buckets were, were off of his passes, so he really played well tonight. Well, who else plays well for you tonight? Um, my 6'3 center, Owen Acton. Um, 
You know, he's he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's he's athletic and he works his tail off. And uh, a lot of times we put him on the other team's best scorer, and uh, you know he takes that assignment to heart every night. Uh, he did a good job of holding a really good score in Luke Plumer uh, to a pretty low number tonight. Um, he was all over the court, diving on the floor, doing things that we needed done. And uh, Owen Atkin was big as well. Unfortunately, our leading scorer, uh, our six-six wing Isaac Gaylor, uh, he went down mm-hmm. with an ankle sprain last night. So we were a little bit short-handed tonight, um, playing without our leading scorer Isaac, averaging about twenty-four a game. Um, so that you know, not having him hurt us a little bit. But it was good to, like you said, battle battle a win, grind out a win, uh, especially when we were short-handed. Well, you're number twelve and one A, doing a lot of things right. You're five and one. Uh, is this where you thought you'd be at Christmas time? You know, I don't know that we really knew where we thought we'd be. I, I've told people we're kind of an interesting mix of of experience and inexperience because we've got a lot of guys that have played before, um, you know, varsity basketball minutes, but a lot of guys that have been kind of thrust into some new roles and are, you know, we expect a little bit more out of them. So I think guys are growing in their roles. And um, I think, you know, we're, we're improving every day and that's our biggest goal. You know, we want to be ready to go in February. So we're trying to get better. Whether we're where we need to be yet, I don't know. But um, I'll tell you <laughs> this, the kids are really buying in on the defensive end and they're guarding like crazy. Sounds like a, uh, a Dean coach teams that I'm familiar with back in the Indian Creek days. Now, give your dad my best. Tell him I th- tell him I think about him all the time, and uh, I wish him and the family a Merry Christmas. Greg, thanks so much for the call. Best of luck to you and your guys. Thanks a lot, Coach. Have a good Christmas. You too. Thank you, Coach Dean's dad. Max was on my staff at Franklin College when we went to the 19. 19- uh, 80 uh, Sweet 16 uh, and I learned so much from him our guys loved him and um, hard not to like him what a tremendous coach tremendous coaching family alright we still have a lot more basketball to talk about don't forget to join us tomorrow night we will be on in the midst of the holidays there's basketball so if there's basketball we're on uh, Butler at Providence tomorrow and some college basketball. We still have some of these tournaments we've talked about uh, wrapping up or advancing. Great time of year to see multiple teams in one location and, and go out and hoop it up and have fun. So join us tomorrow night. We'll also spend some time talking about the Colts in Atlanta coming up on Sunday. Scoreboard update with Brendan King. We're back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. One last look at the high school basketball scoreboard before we tell you what's coming up on your sports Saturday. That's at 11.45. Great one just rolled in from up near the 260. Columbia City by just a penny over Fort Wayne Blackhawk. That's a final of 52-49. Elsewhere in the 260, Fort Wayne Lures beats Chiribusco. Final of 69-47. Homestead picks up the 41-38 win over DeKelm. And Medora has no problem with Candleton blasting them 64-230. Manchester 66, Lewis Cass 37. It was Richmond all over Fort Wayne South 64-42. Shelbyville 61, Franklin County 49 tonight. It was Southport. 
or excuse me, that's Southmont over South Vermillion, 57-52. To some girls basketball scores, Delphi Tournament, Rossville 46, North Newton 31. The Bi-County Tournament, Fountain Central defeats Seeger 38-31. And in the Bar Reeve Classic, again, this is the girls' side, Vincennes Lincoln, a pair of wins, one of them over Bar Reeve, 38-31. And they also defeated North Central Farmersburg, 75-53. Bar Reeve does execute a W, though, over North Central Farmersburg, 47-27. They double them up. As for the Northview Tournament, Terre Haute North beats West Vigo 52-35. Great defense by Park Heritage, only surrendering 19. They hammer Clay City 59-19 and Northview all over Cloverdale 70-20. I'm Brendan King. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us. A lot of basketball to talk about. A whole lot of basketball to talk about. And um, who better to talk about basketball than Kip Westner, the publisher of the world's greatest basketball publication. It's called uh, Hoosier Basketball Magazine, 54 years 54 years it's been published kip thanks so much for the call once again great to have you talk about the magazine before we talk about the magazine though hang on a second here i just got a text a few minutes ago from uh, garrett weininger the head coach at fishers fishers in overtime beats uh center grove uh, 66-65. I sent him a text saying, hey, you know, great win, call the show. And he said, sounds good. I actually wasn't there. Baby boy number three came two minutes left in overtime. <laughs> and he said, I'll still try to call. So here's a picture of his wife and his baby son and, and Coach Weininger in the hospital. That's going above and beyond. But congratulations to him. And congratulations to you on the magazine. I haven't seen it. I know we're going to get it here soon. Soon. Season number 54, I know you have to be proud of another sterling effort. Well, I've completed my work with the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, but there's two steps to the publishing process. We get it published it to the printer and then kind of a waiting game, almost like going to King's Island where it's a hurry up and wait, <laughs> a hurry up and wait world where you want to run to get in line and then you wait and wait and wait until you right. enjoy the enjoy right. the adventure but uh I, I, I think it'll be printed next week it would be great if i could have it by the end of next week but really i'm at yeah mercy. Uh, so uh, we had it in january last year and i was hoping to get it in december we'll just see how that plays out but i will tell you bob and and i've mentioned this before on your show and i, I really love being on on the show with you i was looking through the pages and doing the final proof and Look, there's probably going to be rankings, or there's going to be all state players. The people who <laughs> right, read right. think, why would, why would they have this team here or this player here? And and that happens every year. You know, you can't get away from that. Sure. But overall, I'm I'm so pleased with the way it's 256 pages. I'm thrilled with the way it came out. On um, the appearance of just 
each page with the headshot pictures, the top teams, top players for every regional. You know, the IHSA threw me a curveball a couple of years ago when they went to the one-game regional because with Hoosier right. Basketball Magazine, a 16-regional uh, state tournament is just the perfect publication. Perfect, we yeah, kinda, absolutely. kind of still <laughs> uh, had the 24 teams that feed that. Right. So, so the bottom line is, yes, would I have liked to have had it uh, three weeks ago? Of course. Would I have liked to have had it last week? Certainly. Right. But I'm right. I'm really I'm really happy with it, and you know that's I want everybody to enjoy it when they get it. But if if I'm the one putting it together, I certainly need to be happy with it, and, and I am. So, um, well, you should. And be. one of the things that we mentioned last week is the featured cover. You know, uh, right? <laughs> Gary Donna was uh, interesting in the fact that he came up with the North and the South cover. You know, back I think it was 1987 uh, when IU, you know, had Steve Alford. And they also had the Marion Giants uh, Purple Rain. Right. So he had two right. covers, a North Purple cover and a Red uh, IU Steve Alford cover. And, you know, that's like Sports Illustrated doing their regional coverages around sure. around the state sure. or the country. So I think we did that for like 12 years and got away from the, the double cover just with distribution and whatever else. But after he passed away in 2017, I did – a nostalgia cover in the 2018 year, and then we had the 50th year commemorative cover. Well, this year I have what's called the champions cover, and that includes uh, two, and I can give you more of these names now. On the uh, champions cover, there are six high school senior athletes, and uh, mm-hmm. Chloe Sprain of 4A 2023. Uh, Bedford North Lawrence champion and KJ Wyndham of four A Ben Davis are two of the players that are featured on that cover. And then we've got um, Kokomo was a semi state champion, and so of course Flory uh, with his uh, incredible following at Kokomo is part of the champions cover. And then there are three regional champion players, starting with Jack Benner, who will be headed to Purdue University. They were a 2A regional champion last year. And then two girls, uh, Mm -hmm. Jordan Poole from 4A regional champion Fort Wayne Schneider, who's going to Purdue. And then Faith Wiseman from 2A Indian Creek, actually 3A Indian Creek, um, that will be headed to Indiana University. So those six uh, senior high school players with action photos that is somewhat of a throwback from the 1975-76 that we talked about last year, the yellow cover that had uh, Brian Walker and uh, mm-hmm. Dave Colescott, who won Mr. Basketball for Marion that year, as the Hoosier Basketball Magazine champion cover, along with Zach Eady of Purdue Men and Mackenzie Holmes of IU Women. So that's a new little twist that we'll have for the 23-24 issue. And then in addition to that, of course, we have our traditional cover. And if you go to any of the social media platforms, which I'm not versed in, but if you do the <laughs> at Hoosier Basketball <laughs> right. Magazine, right. you can, uh, there's 12 uh, players that are featured on the uh, front cover of the traditional cover. And there are little clips and videos that will uh, give you a taste of the 23-24 issue of the Hoosier Basketball Magazine. I will have a press release either over the weekend or on Tuesday after Christmas that will have all this detail. But, you know, when I'm breaking news, I want to break it on the Bob Lovell Show. 
<laughs> well, you're kind. I appreciate it. You know, I I think it's a spectacular uh, effort, and and the magazine. I mean, think about this. I mean, I this is my thirtieth year to host this radio show, uh, which is it pales in comparison to fifty four years of Hoosier Basketball Magazine. And, and I would say, sincerely say, something as good as what Gary started and you've continued. But people can wait. You know, you can wait for quality. <laughs> there's, there's no rush on the best thing out there. And uh, it's, it's been around 54 years because people, they love the honesty of it, the hard work, and what it represents. And we love basketball, and we want to know about it. And so, I can't, I can't wait to see it. Um, I understand. I don't. I'm not a publisher. I don't own a publishing company, uh, and um, you know you've done what you can do. And now the next step of the process will get it out in our hands when it gets here. And so I congratulate you in advance on what I know is going to be a, another great effort. Well, it's just like uh, putting together the rankings on the team. So on the girls, you know, what are we uh, halfway through the season, maybe? But yeah, about still, that. Yeah, it's it's still difficult to say if you're ranking just teams for one time in the Hoosier Basketball Magazine. That's different, right? Than right. the uh, weekly poll for class of the girls IGCSA or the IBCA uh, non-class poll because those are every week. So, of course, a team like Lawrence Central on the girls' side, you know, they won right. a big tournament tonight at Bedford, and that's great. I have them ranked number one. you got Columbia City, who beat Hamilton uh, Southeastern earlier this year. I've got Columbia City number two and Hamilton Southeastern three. Does that mean that mm-hmm. Columbia City is better than Hamilton? Not necessarily, because they can play again <laughs> right. in the regional. Right. So, right. projecting out what's going to happen come February for the girls or March for the boys – it's, it's a challenge, but it's also kind of fun because you can try. And I, know, I remember back in the non-class basketball days, Gary would sometimes, not every year, but sometimes he would pick a top team from each of the four semi-states and try and rank them right, one, two, right. three, four, so he could have the final four teams. So is it a projection of the state tournament? Is it who's the best team at the beginning? It's the best team when you're being printed? It's, it's like the college football deal. There's a... Uh, team that deserves to be there and there's a best team that maybe is there. So there's a lot of uh, variation. And like I said, when I started this, I'm sure those people aren't going to like the rankings and maybe the All-State teams aren't spot on, (laughs) but the publication is still true and that's what I try and do each year. You want to do this again tomorrow night? You good with that? If I can, I will. I got uh, I've put off a lot of my Christmas stuff, so if I can, I will. Uh, you hey, need I to go. You know what? With you, and if not, Anytime. it'll be next week right. with more details. So hey, thank you, Bob. Nine two. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last one of the night, as usual, we got to tell you what's coming up on your sports Saturday. Noon start for Butler tomorrow. The Bulldogs and the Providence Friars out in Rhode Island. Both Providence and Butler have 10 wins, identical records at 10-2. and Of course, the Friars now under the direction of former NBA player Kim English. His first season after Ed Cooley went to Georgetown. That was Butler. 
Butler's last win, they beat the Hoyas, and it's a big one for the dogs before Christmas. NFL slate tomorrow, 4.30 start. Bengals and the Steelers. Then at 8, it's the Bills and the Chargers. As alluded to earlier, the Colts are in the AFC playoff picture, but so are the rest of those teams. The Colts in front of three of those four. They beat Pittsburgh last week. The Bengals, the only team ahead of Indianapolis after the Colts lost in Cincinnati two weeks back. So, to say the least, it's a big day in the NFL. Colts play the Falcons on Sunday. Jonathan Taylor should be back, has not played since Thanksgiving due to thumb surgery. Zach Moss, questionable with a forearm. Right tackle Braden Smith won't play. Michael Pittman Jr., after being knocked out of the game against the Steelers last week, all signs point to him being back. He did clear concussion protocol. For the Pacers, they lost to the Grizzlies last night in Memphis, 116-103. They've lost four of their last five. They'll match up with the Magic tomorrow at 7. Chance at redemption. Indiana lost to Orlando at Gamebridge Fieldhouse on November 19th. That was a 128-116 score in which the Pacers did not play well. Again, they get Orlando tomorrow at 7. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org is their website. Brendan King, wonderful job tonight. Wonderful. Kind of a light night compared to a regular season time. You know, we have That's tournaments right. and, and things. But there been still some great games around the state. And I know you're, you're we're both big on overtime. You know, a little excitement for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great way to spend your holiday going out and watching some hoop. I don't think there's any better way to do it, quite frankly. Yeah, Coach, to be honest with you, I think I'm going to watch the dogs tomorrow. And then, of course, we're together tomorrow night. I think just to kill some time, I'm going to take a run over that Pacers Magic game, then walk to the circle and do the show with you. So I think that's my day tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I, I want to be you when I when I grow up. I, I really do. Well, but yeah, I mean, you've, here, you've here, watched here, you've watched more ball. You've forgotten about I've more ball than some. I've watched. So, no. I've, I've I've watched some. So, when do you report for a spring training? Oh, that won't be till March. Um, you know, the guys will get out there kind of mid February, and then games right. will start in early March. So, yeah, I usually go out for about a week and a half and uh, chop it up, have some fun. But the ever famous and always fun Cubs convention is the second week of January in Chicago and I will be there for that which I'm looking forward to so what's that like for those of us who haven't been well it's tough to describe but I think the only way you can put it is just imagine if there was a comic con for Cubs fans right and you know, you're walking around the Grand Sheridan, Chicago, right. and you're, right. you're walking, you know, Andre Dawson and Fergie Jenkins and all these oh legends my. are there. And, yeah, you know, mix that and in you. with the current Cubs yeah. and then also mix that right. in with the Cubs prospects and, uh, you know, guys that I know and uh, I get to be in the middle of that. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's a tough job. Someone tough job. has to do it. Tough man, job. oh, man, it's a horrible job. Someone has to do it. All right, in the midst of all this basketball, we do have football. You mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the permutations that are out there for the Colts making it into the playoffs, there's still a whole lot of football to be played. As you mentioned, there are a number of people, number of teams, but teams that they're right in the thick of it with, and so much can happen in, in these next few weeks. Well, there's no doubt, and tomorrow night, it's a really, really compelling case because the Chargers host the Bills. So the Bills are going cross-country to play, but the Chargers just fired their coach. Brandon Staley got uh, fired about a week and a half ago. 
So L.A., who is still, as you said, in that AFC wildcard picture, interim coach, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert is still one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are dealing with injuries, too. So that game doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. On the flip side, uh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, as mentioned, out of those four, the uh, Bengals are the only team the Colts have lost to. Uh, while they beat Pittsburgh. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are still figuring out with their quarterback. Uh, Mm. Mitch Trubisky, who played last week against the Colts, Mm -hmm. he just got benched again. Kenny Pickett is still hurt, Mm. so they're turning to third stringer Mason Rudolph, uh, and it's a whole whole mess up there in Pittsburgh. But Mm -hmm. as said, with three weeks to go, the Steelers are technically still alive. I always find it, you know, as a former coach, I always find it humorous that um, professional sports – uh, fire coaches in the middle of a year, and 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 for so, they they I I never understand I understand they don't like to lose, but if you think firing your coach in the middle of the season is going to make you better, it isn't. Um, <laughs> so basically, we, we learned that the hard way in Indianapolis. You basically give up, you, you detonate your program for a year or more um, because you didn't win immediately, and and I would think if you know. If, you look historically that teams who have success, uh, sustained success, uh, one of the biggest things is continuity, continuity of staffs, continuity of front office, continuity of a core group of players. Um, so I, I never I never understand why they are so quick and fans are so quick uh, to say we need to fire this guy or fire that guy. Pick the sport, Major League Baseball, Football, basketball, we need to fire the coach. That's not always your answer. Short break, final break, final thoughts. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I've done this show for 30 years, and it's calls like this that I I love my job more and more. With me, the basketball coach at Fishers High School. Fishers, ranked number one in overtime, beat Center Grove tonight. Garrett Weininger, the head coach, calls me. And, Coach, I'm assuming you are in the hospital because earlier tonight your wife gave birth to your third child. And, uh, number one, congratulations on the birth uh, of your child and, secondly, on an overtime win for your kids. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I uh went out to the car to bring all our stuff in because we're moving to the, the next room. So that was my chance to give you a quick call. But, yeah, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was in the hospital, and she said, I got to start pushing, and it was two minutes to go in overtime. So I have the computer opened up, and we're watching the game as, 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 as baby boy comes out. He comes out. He's not on her chest for more than a minute, and Tate Metzger, our senior, hits a three with four seconds to go for us to win it, and I start screaming. I think the nurses thought I was crazy tonight. But <laughs> you know what? Yeah, only only a coach's wife would understand. Only anybody who's done it for a living understands. It, it's yeah, I had this call from Scott Bloom, who was coaching at Indiana Wesleyan years ago. Calls me just like this. Steps out of the hospital room and gives me a call. Um, so give me the name. Let's hear the vitals give me the name he was uh seven pounds nine ounces and his name is ruckus weininger i like it 
I like it. I like it a lot. And I, I also appreciate the picture, too. It was, I, I appreciate that. So your kids must have played. Look, it's one of those things where you think they need you. They do. But uh, they're playing for you and your wife and, and your son. You know, they, were, they had to be emotional about this. Yeah, I was able to go to walkthrough. We were at the hospital this morning, and then they sent her home because she – her water broke, but she wasn't quite having contractions close enough. So I was able right. to go to walk through after school and kind of talk to them. And, you know, I felt good about, you know, where we were at. But obviously, Center Grove is a tough place to play and has a, has a really good team. And, you know, it's the start of the fourth. I think we're down nine, and those guys just kept fighting, you know. So all of them were texting me after and, and just super proud of those guys. Super <laughs> proud, proud of my assistant, uh, Miles Ware. It's his second year on staff. We always do whoever's. If I were to have to miss a game, it's whoever scout it was, who coaches, and Miles Ware coached tonight, did a great job, and just all my staff and, you know, the players just, you know, taking care of business while I was out. So it's a joy as a coach. It's a different perspective, you know, to be watching on a computer and obviously with everything going on. So I told my wife, I was like, I think that was top three best two minutes of my life. You know, she gave birth to our third <laughs> child, and then Tate Metzger hits that huge shot to put us up one with four seconds and going overtime all within about two minutes span. <laughs> and I am honored, honored, beyond words, honored that you'd share it with me. Garrett Weininger from Fishers, proud father, happy coach. Congratulations on both fronts. Best of luck to your family. Best of luck to your team next time out, Garrett. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Bob. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Not much I can say to top that. Thanks for listening. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.